You get more out of life when you go out to a movie. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Once again, to Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. I'm one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A. And with me in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Hey, Barrett. How's it going, my friend? It's going okay. Excellent. And in the uh, Canadian province of Alberta, Canada. Hey, everyone. It's Sean. Hope you're doing well. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Indeed. And uh, so who, who is... No. Who is uh, uh, Ozer. So, so who is Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews? Well, we are a side podcast of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. Halloween Boutique, uh, uh, well, actually, Barrett, what is Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews? We are an everything podcast. We do a lot of different things. Um, we podcast about books. Now, we do tend towards the fantasy, the science fiction, um, thriller, action. thriller, yeah, action. Genre we're, stuff. Yeah. We're, you know, we go to the stuff that's really interesting, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, but we do books. We interview directors. We interview actors. Um, we do lots of different movies. Like, we're going to be doing um, The Suicide Squad as well as Peacemaker. So we do TV shows as well. Um and right now we are in LGBTQ um, Pride Month, so we are doing lesbian art house movies every week for the four weeks of June. Uh, we do this every year. Phil and I have been doing it together for about three, maybe four years. It's hard to keep track anymore. Um, and now we've got Sean as well with us, and uh, it's, it's an interesting month. Indeed. And so uh, what we usually do, uh, the generic... Uh, spiel, which is usually what we say for dark discussions, but it may be more appropriate for this podcast here, which is uh, the Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews discusses horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrillers, techno thrillers, mysteries, grindhouse, art house, midnight movies, foreign language films, uh, drive-in, and the like. Basically, we try to talk intelligently about a genre that deserves intelligence, uh, because we do talk about all those things. In the dark discussions, um, we don't necessarily talk about art house films necessarily, except unless they're horror related. But here we do all of it. And uh, as as they mentioned here, Barrett mentioned uh we are doing a theme month uh, this month and this is uh movie three in the month. Uh the last one will actually probably come out in July because we're gonna be recording it most likely the very last day of June, June thirtieth. Uh so uh this this today for folks who are curious, uh, some house cleaning, uh, like our listeners, Pam, who are always curious when we uh, record our episodes, because sometimes they don't come out immediately, though this one may come out probably tomorrow. Uh, today is June 20th, 2020. 
23 uh, that we're recording this. Uh, now, a couple other things. We do have our uh, email, darkdiscussions at AOL.com, and in the heading, you should type in HBP, Harlem P. R H P H B P R, and so we know it's for Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews because the email is used for all the podcasts on the network, um, and we will read your email on the podcast. So uh, if you have comments on our topics, ideas, opinions, uh, or you just want to praise us, uh, we are always welcome to get your email, and we will read it on the podcast. Um, also, we have a Facebook group, Dark Discussions, Dark, uh, Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook group, which uh, includes this podcast. And um, we have the website, as I mentioned, darkdiscussions.com. Sean, what else can people find on www.darkdiscussions.com? They can also click on the link for Patreon, which will take you to Patreon, which is where you can support different creators, and that would be Dark Discussions is one of them. And uh, for any amount that you're able to financially donate, if a dollar a month would make a difference, the podcasts are all released free, but there's a lot of expenses behind the scenes uh, that uh, Phil is usually the one responsible for, uh, if not all those times. So anything you can financially provide would be appreciated. Um, for every $5 that you're able to donate each month, you can then pick a movie that you would like to get a review done. The uh, draw is done every quarter, and then whoever's movie gets picked will get to be played either on or recorded on the Dark Discussions main feed or one of the sister podcasts, depending on where it uh, falls genre-wise. But anything you can donate financially is appreciated. If you're not able to do that uh, financial donation, that's totally understood. But if you could just even share the podcast or infer stuff on uh, social media and get people to see, you know, see it that way, that would be appreciated as well. Or if you do uh, good reviews on Apple and whatever other platforms request review, uh, the reviews, that would be appreciated as well. Indeed, indeed. So uh, once again, thank you, everybody, for uh, participating in uh, helping the podcast, if you so desire. Um, we uh, did have some big bills uh, this past week uh, to pay for uh, the website and uh, the server for the podcast files, um, so that would help. And then, of course, if, if, if money is an issue or, 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 you, or you just prefer not to, um, you can always do uh, little things that could help us, such as review the podcast on iTunes or just share the podcast on social media, so Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook. Uh, Rumble, wherever, YouTube, I don't know, wherever, wherever you can share stuff. I have no idea. Reddit, maybe, I don't know. Um, yeah, TikTok. Um, you know, uh, forward the podcast, share it to, to all the people that are linked to you and say, oh, this is a great podcast. Uh, you take a listen. So, uh, either way, uh, thank you. And of course, just listening, thank you. I mean, a lot of you people are quiet. Uh, I've used to listen to sports radio and new talk radio all the time, and and uh, they never knew I was listening because I never called into the show. So uh, there's a lot of people out there that listen that we don't even know who you are. And, That's how uh, me and Barrett came along down the road, right? Well, Barrett, I, I met through work, but yeah, you came through through uh, uh, finding us somehow, and I have no idea how you found us. It was um, I was just looking for something to do with uh, the Chernobyl diaries. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it yeah, was the first episode with you and Christy. Yeah, you meet Christy 
and Mike, I think, right? Yep. And, and then I went favorite. back to the start and listened to all the episodes before that because it was like episode 76 or something, I think. Yeah, that's and right. That's went right. back to the start, and you've been doing this how long, Phil? Yeah, it's been over 10, 11 years now. Uh, since 2002, maybe? 2003? Something like that, yeah. 2011, right? Oh, jeez. I'm, I'm way, way off. I'm thinking of my ex-girlfriend. Uh, uh, yeah, 2011. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and that episode with Chrissy, that was a, when she was just a guest host, and then she became a full host, like, yep. not even not even then. She became a full host, like, 200 episodes after that, before yep. she finally um, had to pull back uh, for, for uh, uh, work reasons. So, yeah. Um. All right, so, um, yeah, so as, as Barrett mentioned, uh, we're doing LGBTQ month where we're talking about art house lesbian films, and and if we're talking about art house, uh, th- this film is most certainly art house. Uh, um, was, was this film black and white? No. It felt just, very gray, though, because yeah, there's yeah. a lot of scenes that are in darkness and... Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so what's what's uh, I don't know how worth the um, show will be because of uh, something about the film that makes it not necessarily a good film for a trailer. But uh, what is the film we're going to talk about tonight, Barrett? It is called Nude Area. Um, you're, you're cutting out there, Barrett. Oh, sorry. It is called Nude Area. It is directed by Urzula Antoniak, and she also wrote it, or he, I'm not sure with that name, uh, likely a woman, but... No, it is a woman. It is a woman. Yeah. Is a woman. Okay. I, I did research on that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Why don't you do that, then? Sure. Well, either way, let's uh, play the trailer, even though it may not be helpful, and folks will hear the trailer and understand why it won't be helpful. <laughs> uh, but here we go. Uh, that's right, uh, Nude Area, a 2014 film. Uh, it's actually only about an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, the film uh, is uh, a, a, a Dutch film from the Netherlands. Um, it is a film that, um, let me see here, um, that is directed by a woman, as we mentioned, written by a woman, same person. Uh, you mentioned her name, Urzula Antoniak. 
the film stars uh, two women, Sami Boonstra and Iman Haman, who I assume are both um, Dutch actresses. Uh, the, the Dutch title is Strifa Nagoski, um, and I'm assuming that translates to Nude Area, but I, I did not um, check. Uh, but either way, the English title, it's called Nude Area. Um, that's pretty much all the information I got. It's 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 really just a two-person film. I mean, pretty much the entire film. It's, a, it's an interesting film. I mean, when, when we discuss uh, lesbian art house, uh, take away everything and just say art house. This this is most certainly as arty as you're ever going to get. Yes, it definitely is. <laughs> um, so uh, we'll go around and discuss uh, how we heard about this film and what we uh, thought about it. And then uh, we'll get into um, uh, the topic, uh, the synopsis, and, and then discuss the movie itself. So uh, let's start with you, uh, Sean. Uh, I had never heard of this movie before until you mentioned the app that it would be on. Uh, not much to say. I didn't really enjoy the movie. I think it was shot well, but it just this was not for me. This was not for me. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Um, yeah, for me, um, I actually heard about this film a few years ago. Um, I think it was when um, we did the second year of this themed month, um, when Barrett first joined uh, the podcast and for the themed month. And uh, it was one of the films that popped up. And uh, the title alone, uh, obviously, was was like, oh, what's that? Nude area. Hmm. Um, and uh, so I actually bought the disc way back, uh, but I never watched it. Um, so it was just sitting there. Um, and uh, I just finally watched it last night, uh, the movie. And the movie is available on Plex. So if you have Plex, which is Plex.com, P-L-E-X.com, it's similar to like a Netflix, but it's free and it has advertisements and stuff. So uh, maybe a better version is, is Tubi, uh, but it also is a place where you can store your your own movies and um, share your your films with, with friends as well. Uh, so in other words, your library of films can be shared um, anywhere, so you watch your own movies that you own uh, anywhere, and then you also can share your, your movies to others. So it's known for that, but, but it also is known as a, a movie site that has a lot of movies uh, with advertisements and such. Um, that's how it pays. That's why it's free. Um, I mean, if, if, if you're just using it to watch movies. Um, the movie, um, so I watched it last night, and I had read a, a review or two right before um, I watched it. Um, it, it. It isn't well known at all. There's not many reviews on it at all. Um, the reviews by critics, and there's only like a, like a handful, and when I say a handful, I mean literally one hand. Uh, most of them kind of liked it. Um, but audience, general audiences, the folks that have, have, have seen it, only about 40% liked it. And again, that makes kind of sense because this is like as art house as you can get. And art house is very... Um, um, not controversial, in other words, uh, you either love it or you hate it, art house. Um, and um, so, uh, yeah, my feelings on the film, um, I, I guess I liked it. Um, I, I, I could follow it pretty easily. Um, there's definitely a lot of symbolism 
Uh, and also, are things really happening, or is it just imagined? And also, uh, there's things to say about class and, and immigrant um, folks. And I'm not talking about illegal immigrants. I'm just talking about um, people who've, who've, who've come from another country who, who become citizens that are uh, in a country uh, that wasn't their birth country. Um, and it was pretty good. Um, but the thing that was, was – Interesting about it, and and it's probably going to be the thing that will determine whether you hate or like the film, is there is no dialogue, like zero. There's one point where one of the girls, because it's two girls, um, screams out loud on top of a roof in a, in the city of Amsterdam, and that's it. And you know, and, and that's it. There, there's literally not one other word in the entire film, and so it's kind of a surreal film because of it, and as a result. Um, there's a lot of people are not going to like it. Um, I'm not you get your big... dialogue from the commercials. <laughs> yeah, well, you do, you do. Um, I, I, I wasn't. I'm not a big fan of that type of film generally, and I would. I wasn't happy about that, but you know, you, once you accept it, you accept it. Um, this was an alternate because we were going to do a a German language film, whether it's from Austria or Germany, I forget. But unfortunately, uh, it wasn't available uh, in the in the area that Sean is located, so so we had to pass on it. And I know yes. that film is I know that film's really good because uh, I've actually seen that film. Um, so we did this one instead, and I, I had never seen it either. So um, I would say it's a good film, but um, if you're not a fan of art house films, avoid it. Um, if, if you like midnight movies, you may like it because there is a good amount of nudity uh, of, of of attractive people. But um, again, though, um, it's it's really really art house. So uh, it was a good film, but I, I would not recommend it uh, except to people that may like art house films. Um, even folks that follow lesbian art house films may may want to skip it if they're not into surreal, weird type films because, again, no dialogue. Uh, let's go with you, Barrett. Yeah, I'm going to agree with what Phil said. I, You know, part of me likes this film. There's things to like about it. Um, but I didn't think I would see a movie that had less dialogue than Skinamarink ever. Um, <laughs> and this one beats it because it has absolutely none. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of silent films, which is what this basically is when it comes down to it. And um, I understand what they're trying to do, and I just think I'm conditioned for dialogue. And that's possibly my problem, um, so I try not to ding it for that. Um, so just keep it in mind, if you're not a fan of no dialogue, you probably won't like this movie. All right, and uh, yeah, that makes sense. All right, so um, that's our review of the film. Uh, now let's get into our uh, IMDb or Wiki. What do we got, Barrett? Do we got anything? We absolutely do. Wiki, Wiki, Wiki. Two teenage girls and their mutual fascination and attraction. Now that's the IMDb. Um, there is no Wiki for this film, but I no. did find. A Rotten Tomatoes, and I, I, I want to read that one because that may be a little better. Yes, um, a portrait of female seduction featuring a Dutch girl from posh Amsterdam South who has a crush on a beautiful uh, Arabic 
girl from the poor quarters of Amsterdam East. So that's that's the Rotten Tomatoes. I think that, that's that's a little better. Actually, that's, that's probably a lot better. Um, yes, I, I agree. Although, well, <laughs> I don't I don't think this is spoiler territory, but the beginning of the film um, feels almost stalkerish to me. Yes. Um, and that kind of bothered me. <laughs> and the well, age thing too is a is what well, the problem. Well, but yeah. Well, oh, all right. Well, well I want to uh, reference the 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 stalker spot first. But before we do, uh, what we do here on uh, on Halloween boutique psychotronic reviews, basically on Halloween Halloween boutique psychotronic reviews, we review films, but we also critique and dissect. Uh, so in other words, uh, we give our reviews, and then we uh, eventually throw up a spoiler alert, and we will talk about everything and anything related to the film, uh, because uh, we want to try to discuss what the meaning of the film is, what the director, the screenwriter is trying to say, uh, is there is there things about it that are important to today's world, things that are in the news, things of that nature. And, and that's what we usually do, and we will do that soon. But before we throw up that spoiler alert, what we do is we talk general stuff. And the things that both Barrett and, and you, Sean, just mentioned are kind of general. It's the age thing and the stalkers thing, because that's not really spoilers. So we talk about general stuff uh, as well. And other examples of general, general stuff would be where does this fit in the catalog of uh, lesbian art house films that we've reviewed over the past four or five years? Um, uh, how, how does this fit in with, I mean, it, it, what, you know, like, like the interesting aspect that there is no dialogue and doesn't work, you know, stuff like that. We, we'll, we'll talk about things like that. Um, and, and a lesbian film with uh, the gays of a woman upon other women's bodies, um, directed by a woman, written by a woman, does that uh, remove the um, objectification that p- people would say, for example, if it was a male director, um, as, as some people say for such films as Blue is the Warmest Color, another classic uh, or a true classic uh, lesbian art house film. Um, so uh, we'll get into all that stuff in a moment. So uh, that you guys will uh, have a spoiler alert soon enough, but, at that t- but until then we will just talk about general stuff. So let's talk about some of the stuff that was just mentioned, the age thing and the stalker thing. Now, the stalkerish thing is an interesting thing because you know that 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 could be considered true. I, I don't I don't know though. I mean I know I mean without dialogue, it's really hard to determine. But it well, feels it feels stalkerish, and that's all. I mean that's well, all I felt. And, and let me let me be. be uh, an apologist for it, and I'll say why. Because well, all right, there, there's two girls. There's this this Caucasian uh, Dutch girl who's really pretty, and there's this um, I guess person of color uh, or Arabic, even though technically Arabic people are considered Caucasians. But we'll we'll go with with um, a person of color or, or, or just a minority in the country of of the Netherlands anyway, because she, obviously she was a migrant or her parents were. And she's also a Muslim, which is obviously a minority religion in a, a country that is um, Dutch reformist and, and Catholic and, and, and whatever, Lutheran and so forth. So um, when people find people there, – there's a great line in, in the movie um, – Citizen Kane. There's a lot of great lines. That, that movie was a, was a classic. <laughs> yeah. But 
what one of the lines was is when Eric Sloan's character um, is talking to the reporter, and he's talking about age and life and being an old man now compared to when he was younger. And he mentions a scene where he sees this girl in a white dress at the train station when he was like a, a young man in his 20s, and now he's like an 80-year-old man. And he says, there's a, never a day that goes by that I don't think of that girl. And, and he's implying that he never went up to her, he didn't talk to her, but something about her amazed him, and it also represents a lot of things like his childhood. It represents a life that he could have had that he never lived because he didn't have the guts to talk to her or whatever. But the point I'm trying to make to be an apologist for this, this the, the Dutch girl, um, the other Caucasian girl, because they're both Dutch, um, the, the, the Caucasian girl is that she sees a, a girl or a woman on the train that she is enamored with, uh, including sexually. And she has an option, she can approach the girl, or, but, you know, how do you do that, especially being someone in a minority um, uh, sexual position, in other words, a lesbian, you, you know, I mean, do you really want to um, point yourself out to a crowd when you are, happen to be a minority that in some cases may still be um, looked down upon because that's just how, unfortunately, society is. Um, and so instead of doing that, she decides to follow the girl back to her, her the area of where she's heading. And my point is, is that obviously she wants to talk to the girl. Obviously she has interest in the girl. If she finds out something about the girl, even though she isn't going to do anything on the train, she has now an option to eventually communicate or talk to her and and at least attempt to show that she has fancy for her. So in other words, even if the girl says, no, I don't, I'm not a lesbian or no, I don't like you, she now at least has that option to approach the girl and say, hi, my name is whoever, um, you know, uh, I was wondering if you wanted to get some coffee or, or whatever. So if she didn't follow the girl, all she, that girl would have been, this, this Arabic girl, uh, or, or a person of color girl if you prefer, that's Dutch as well, would be a memory like the Everett Sloan's character from um, Citizen Kane. And he would always regret 80 years later, 50 years later, 70 years later, whatever, and always think of that girl on the train or at the train station and say, why didn't I do something and talk to her? So that's why I'm saying I'm, I don't consider it as bad. I, I don't consider it a true stalking situation, at least at the beginning of the film. Now, tell me why I'm right or wrong. Anyone? I don't think either of us are right or wrong. Um, I just think it lasts a little longer than feels comfortable. That's why it feels a little stalkerish to me. Um, but, I mean, again, you make good points about meeting people. I mean, even for a guy, you know, it's not necessarily simple to meet someone. So, you know, you see someone in a bar, yeah, yeah, you're not going to follow them home. That's where this gets a little iffier. Well, yeah, it almost <laughs> feels like, and I, I'm not, I'm sure this was not the intent, but because it lasts so long, it 
becomes predatory. Or that's yes. how it yeah, feels. Yeah, it becomes yeah, predatory. Exactly. Yep. As opposed to just like And the because class. they're in they're in different social classes that also helps that along. Yes. Now now what about and I'm gonna be an apologist in another analogy. What about <laughs> if you're at, at a, a park and you're a painter and you see this this young person or this older person or any person, it doesn't really matter, um, that interests you as a subject and you decide to paint them and if they move and they head to the other side of the park, you follow them and you continue to paint them. Because, again, when you're out in the public, I, I know it, like, this is the stupidest thing I ever heard of, is when you go to conventions, there's these signs that say, um, you have no right to photograph uh, people that are dressed in cosplay unless you ask for permission. And I'm yeah, like, those are stupid. You're in public. They are stupid because you're in public. But, and everybody's but, being filmed anyway. Yeah, go on. I think if you follow someone from place to place to paint them, and don't that, ask their you, permission. You, yeah, That's you should creepy. ask them. Yeah, yeah you but, should ask them. But 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 what about what about what about uh, Jack Dawson and and the Titanic? He 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 took, he drew pictures of you know the prostitute and whatever, and he showed Claire the, the pictures. But a lot of the pictures he painted, or, or I should say, drew, were were just people he saw. He got a momentary glance of them or moving, and he took a he made a picture of it. He used memory to do that. He didn't he wasn't, follow he wasn't them around. He was stalking them all around. That's the right, difference, right, right. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, well, all right. I, I mean, I, I see where you guys are going. I, I get it. I, I, I guess I'm just more forgiving. No, because I mean, it's I, not. I'm not saying we're not saying you're wrong. It's just different perspectives, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Like, yeah. All right. Different perspectives. Because yeah. I mean, if someone did that to me, I would be really, really creeped out. Yeah, yeah, I see where you're saying. But but if it was some hot chick that was following me home, it's like, and I caught her following me home. I go, why are you following me? I, she would, oh, I'm sorry. And it's like, and then it's I different go, oh. for a guy than a girl. Yeah. But and then it turns into fatal attraction. We've seen the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, but for every fatal attraction, who knows how many times stuff like this happens and, and there's no harm, you know? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I know. We're just just, just joshing, but it's, it, 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 it's a good point, though. I mean, it's a valid point to bring up, and and, and I'm glad we brought it up because because that was good 15 to 20 minutes, or even probably the last 15 minutes, of, of various ideas and perspectives and, and what's right and wrong, and, and is it creepy or not, or is it just um, like the painter... Uh, seeing someone on the other side of the, you know, whatever. It, it's yeah. But again, though, the difference in this film is that this film, the, this Caucasian girl, is a little, little off, right? I mean, mm-hmm. her following of the the person of color girl is is basically. All right, well, well, you know what? I'm just going to go white in, in Arabic. Why not? Who cares? Um, so the white chick um, following the Arab chick home. Um, all right, I, I can forgive it at first, but then when she doesn't do any action on it, and she just keeps on following her, yeah, and it, then 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 it's to the showers and yeah, yeah, and 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 to the restaurant and to you know then then yeah then, then it's it's it's. I mean, she's probably harmless because she is in this film, but it's still just weird. It shows that there's something wrong. I guess I don't know. What, what do you think? 
Well, because then the 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 other side is that there's the people who would be doing the same thing who aren't harmless, right? And we've right. been through, it's been proven that it can ladies and gents can both be very di- dangerous, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I, mean, yeah, I, I think I mean, the, the act of if it is just what's kind of as I said was kind of like stalkery that just didn't feel right. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, a lot of, a lot of films have shown the extremes, and then of course any any newspaper is going to grab the extreme story that's not even national news and make it national news just for the fact that it'll get clicks or people will drop the 75 cents or whatever it is now for a newspaper. Um, But, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, So, yeah, so so we have a girl that that is kind of following another girl uh, without her permission. And it, it, it... it could be considered extreme if she goes to a, a next level, I guess. Um, but I don't think she ever gets to that next level. Well, the other girl goes for it, so it doesn't get to that level. But um, yeah, yeah. it just needs to be said, I think. And, that, and we've yeah. said enough about it, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, we can now move on. We can now move on. Uh, I will say that at least the Caucasian girl got what she was hoping, which was notice because she's just yeah. too chicken she's just too chicken to just go up to the girl in the first place you know if she's just gone right up to the girl i don't think either of us would, would be, i mean the three of us would be saying that she was kind of maybe stalkering right right yeah no absolutely not like if she just went right up to her and said hey yeah. I'm well right you know what even, even if if she didn't do it on the train if she got off at the same train station even though she wasn't planning to and then approached the girl and asked her on the date i don't think we would have a problem with that either no yeah. So the problem was is that she either was insecure or doesn't even know her own sexuality and was too chicken to approach the girl, but she made herself noticed by the, the other girl, the Arab girl. And the Arab girl finally decided to, um, I guess, to communicate. And that's the best I can say because there's no talking in this film. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I want to say that is the reason that we're calling them Caucasian girl and Arabic girl because – they don't say their names. Yes. <laughs> so right. we don't even have that drilled into us to remember their names. Right, right. <laughs> so he gets sour scenes, which seems just so weird. Um, well, you know what? I, again, this is this is this is uh, the Teutonic nations, and as, as we know, the Swedish baths and Finnish baths and and all the yeah. other shit. Are so I don't but think it's, it's just, as weird as you think it is. I no, mean, we see we saw the James Bond film where Femke Jensen, which is also Amsterdam, uh, tries to squeeze his head and crush it. You know, so th- these things. What happen. I mean in the sense is that usually people in a shower is a very intimate situation. It's a very well, vulnerable at least situation. In North, at least in North America. North America. In North America. Yeah. But then the whole idea we never get their names, that's what I'm saying is very kind of a weird dynamic that you see everything else almost, but you never get the name. Well, well and, again, that, that, that's okay in my opinion yeah. because, again, we're, we're not supposed to know who these people really are. We're just following them. You know, this isn't like a plot where, you know, where we, we're, we're watching series, Cersei's and, and Sansa and, and Jon Snow. You know, we, we, it's just these. Two, it's just. I a, think the scene is supposed to be sensual, um, yeah, visually yeah, sensual. Yeah, because again, and that's the thing is that is that even though this is filmed by a woman and written by a woman, 
there is the 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 the, the, the quote unquote person gaze. You know, they usually say male gaze, but there is a gaze. But it's a gaze of one woman or girl, as you prefer, looking at another woman, and vice versa. And so we're looking at each of the girls through the eyes of these girls, and they're noticing the attractiveness of their bathmate, I guess, or, or steam bathmate, I guess. And so I think that's the point, to show that there may be more than just I'm in this room with this other person, I'm in this room with someone that I think is kind of attractive, and if you are of the same sex and you are attracted to someone with the same sex, then maybe you would also be considered someone that's sexually appealing to you as well. And I think that's the point. Um, not knowing their name, Sean, I, I don't, I don't really think that's a big deal. But okay, and that's fine. Your, your, your point, your point is taken. But my other thing is the the age thing. Because mm-hmm. of what their ages are supposed to be in the story, mm-hmm. for me, it just felt super creepy. Well, you know what? Situ- oh, I'm sorry. Continue. Please go. Yeah, no, but no. So that's just what I was going to say. So it just felt very creepy watching it because that's I don't want to watch underage stuff. Well, you know, even if it's just the story, right? Well, that that that's the thing is that we've seen so many horror films where there's teenage sex. Or, or or comedies like um, uh, Superbad with his teenage sex and Porky's and you know on and on and on. That, but I think it's a, these things, it's the present it's the presentation yeah. of it, right? Because this is taking a much more serious approach. This is taking yeah, a very okay. intimate approach, right? Whereas those other shows are farces, or, or horror right? films, or horror films, or horror films where that's another yeah. trope of it, right? Yeah, but yeah. just in this in this the context of this situation, this story, yep. it, to me, and I'm saying it's just just me. I'm not saying it for anybody else, but just for me, it was really creepy watching it. All right, and that's fair. And I'll say why it wasn't creepy for me because first of all, I didn't, it didn't even occur to me that they were teenagers, to be honest. But I thought they were older. But it, if, that's if what it were, said in the the movie synopsis thing. Okay, yeah, and and I, I didn't. I went in completely blind. But so you you were smart yeah. there. You skipped that. Yeah, part. yeah and, and also. Um, Unlike other films like Blue is the Warmest Color or Allure or, or, or the one that starred the, the, the cannibal. Oh, what the hell is that movie called? Um, Army Hammer. Oh, I forget what the hell is that guy's name. Uh, um, the movie. Uh, the, which one? Oh, Army Hammer. Let me see if I can find it. You know, I'm ruining it for everybody now. God damn it. Um... Anyway, the one about the two guys, and one of them is underage, and the, and the other one is an adult. Yeah, uh, but anyway, that, you mentioned that before, that yes. in the, one of the other movies you talked yeah, about. Yeah, I did, uh, in, in the, the film of War, that episode. And and those creep me out more because it is an adult fooling around with a teenager. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but th- this film here, uh, even though it was giving us the, the, the gaze – the sexual gaze. Um, I will say that at least it was both of the of the same age group, and uh, you know they were both. I mean, again, I didn't know they were high schoolers. You said they were, um, but either way, it wasn't a predator or an adult having sex or or pursuing a non-adult. So 
it didn't bother me as much. Um, but obviously, you had an issue with it, is what you're saying. Yeah, just in the presentation of it. And as I say, that's not that's just on me, not saying to anybody else. Right. So then that's why it detracted from me enjoying this. Yeah, no, for, that. For, for, for people that are curious, that the, the actresses that play the roles are, are both adults. They're, they're like... Yeah, but it's like, the presentation, yeah. right? And that's what... Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, right, right. Again, it didn't like I, I, I didn't read that synopsis though, so I, I, it didn't. I was like, okay, I lucked out then. Um, it didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, Barrett, you mentioned you noticed it too that that they're underage or something that they were both teenagers. Yeah, yeah. and I noticed that because I was, I wanted to, once I got about a third of the way through and there was no talking, I wanted to, to read <laughs> what the description of this, and so then I found that and I was like, oh. Hmm. Okay. They would say, are they are they is under eighteen? Then they're not eighteen or nineteen year old. Right, they're sixteen. They're sixteen. It says. Oh, okay, there you go. Okay, interesting. I did not know that about that. Uh, so, so it's a romance of blooming teenage uh, love and sexuality and discovering whether or not they're gay or not. I guess. Um, but. Yeah. The difference is there's nudity and there is that gaze, the sexual gaze of the characters at each other that uh, may or may not disturb some folk who are uh, maybe surprised with um, that stuff. Um, all right, so let's see. What else uh, general stuff did we want to talk about? That is The one thing I wanted to, to say that I, I thought, because I, I mentioned this to Barrett too offline, was that the jazzy music – Really reminded me of the music from Homeland, the series. If you ever watched it, no, I've not. Okay. Uh, I didn't even notice the music here. When you say jazz, you mean like like real jazz music, or or just it was like no, it was like jazzy music, but it it very much was similar to the music that they used in the Homeland series throughout the series. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, I didn't notice that. Did you, have you ever seen that show, uh, Barrett? I saw the first couple seasons. Right. With, I, I wonder, with, Claire, with Claire Danes, right? Yep, that's the one, yep. Yeah. Okay. Right, right. Yeah, being Cock or whatever his name is. Being such a uh, low-budget independent film that this film is, I, I'd be curious where, where they, they get some of their music. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of them actually uh, listen to, you know, um, director's commentary of films and such, and not this one, but, but general, a lot of indie horror films or whatever. And a lot of them actually get their, their music from college kids that are in, okay. in you know, yeah, you know, that, that, that use synthesizers cool. and, yeah, yeah, computers and stuff. And, you know, they, they just get their name recognized, they get paid peanuts. You get just to start, you the, start somewhere. Yeah, and, well, the, the film is going to make no money anyway because it's yeah. indie. And so it's not like anybody could pay them, but, but it, it, like, it's a, a type of thing that will display people's talent for the world to see, and yeah. so and so that's the point. So it wouldn't surprise me if if, if um, the composer here is, is similar to that, someone that that is yeah. not well known. Because I mean, we've watched other movies before where the movies were not good, but the music was really good and was like the saving grace of it. At least I can remember a couple of those. And yeah, so it's good to give credit to the people who do something good, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, any other items that anybody wanted to bring up that are not spoilery? I, I mean, I mean, there. Is, I guess there's one. I mean, obviously, uh, it says it right in um, the Rotten Tomato uh, sum, summation, which is um, poor versus wealthy, 
or, or at least upper class anyway. Yeah, class thing. Yeah, so it was a class thing, and and um, some could even say that that it has to do with uh, minority versus non-minority. Um, and that may be true, but but I, I'll even say that. I think it could be all of it too, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it may not even be that at all, too, because because obviously people who are migrants coming from another country. When my grandparents came from Portugal, they were white trash motherfuckers, you know. So so it, like they had no money, they 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 had no skills, they weren't college educated, and so they were poor as can be, you know. And 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 then their children were better off than they were, you know, and they were hard workers, my, my grandparents and stuff, and on and on. So so it may just be, it may not even be race. It could be just the fact that this girl's an immigrant. So obviously the reason they left their old country is because in that country, um, the opportunities to make money or to um, gain a home or, or whatever were very limited. Safe. Yeah, or even, exactly. So, so – I I, I I could see how some people would say, oh, this is white versus person of color, but but I could even say that no, that's not it at all. It's just uh, you know because I mean if this person was came from Russia, you know you know getting out of that country or or Ukraine or Belarus or something, those are Caucasian countries, and they're going to be poor too, right? So I, I I would say it's it's more of a migrant versus a natural born than even um, a race or ethnicity. Um, though, 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 I could see how some people could say it could be that as well. So it could be both, right? It could be either yeah. or. Yeah. I just want to I mean, make the that. class thing is super clear. I mean, that that is a hundred percent clear, right? Exactly, right. Because as whether we know, to, oh, go ahead, continue, cool. please. No, I was just going to say because whether you want to or you say, is there a difference between race issues or is it an immigration issue or whatever? The class thing is there. No question. No question at all. Absolutely. And and you know even even in our countries, the U.S. and, and Canada, um, th- you know th- there's as many poor white folk, uh, which are usually the ma- majority of both in the U.S. and Canada, um, as there are minorities that, are, that that may happen to be poor too. So so class has no bo- no ethnic or racial boundaries. Put it that way. Um, but but here, for some reason, they decided to use a migrant slash immigrant girl or a girl who comes from a different culture because again she she's a Muslim and sometimes she does wear a um, a head head dress um, yep. and and she also um, uh, again we don't meet their parents but we, we can assume that maybe her parents are first gen- she's first generation put it that way you, you can assume it. it's pretty logical if nothing yes. else it makes a striking difference between the two right if you're not yeah. just going to look at the class which is very very clear that yeah. gives you another way to see that there's the otherness right between them yes yes the, the, the one thing that, that is humorous which is humorous in every film is that the two women, no matter the otherness or differences, they're both at like tens, you know, and, and that's just how movies are. They, they good looking people get the roles of films. I mean, even Charlie Theron, uh, they hired to play, uh, um, that disgusting, uh, Warner. Warner. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so, so even, even good looking people, get the roles of people that just are average looking, you know, and in this case, um, both girls are 
Siri, shut up. Um, in this case, this film here, uh, both, both actresses are, are uh, pretty attractive, which which doesn't surprise me because, again, we're talking uh, celluloid. Um, all right, so what else did we want to talk about that's uh, not necessarily spoilery? Anything? I'm good on my end. Yeah, what about you, Barrett? Anything? Same. All right, so at this point, I guess we can we can start talking about spoilery stuff. Um, and again, when we started this episode, we were thinking that this could be a short episode, but oddly, there's there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> to be honest, whether we like the film or not, um, because of the the things that are in it and and whatnot, and whatever the director, screenwriter is trying to say. So uh, at this point, we're going to throw up the spoiler alert. So we're going to talk about everything and anything uh, related to the film. So, um, and again, we're going to just jump around and stuff because it is kind of of a set piece type film rather than a, a true story in a sense. Um, one of the scenes that, that was really surprising and kind of felt out of place, though it does kind of make sense, though it doesn't make sense. And that's one of the restaurant scenes where the Caucasian girl is seated and the Arabic girl is her server, and she intentionally demeans the girl, and it, it, it didn't make sense to me, and I'll tell you why. It didn't make, so what happens is, is she knocks her spoon off the table, and I thought, okay, that, that was just so she could, you know, get a glimpse of the girl's ass or, or whatever. I mean, you know, people do stupid stuff like that all the time. And not that I have. I'm not saying I haven't did that. But but I, I could see what where it was going. That's where I thought it was going. But then when the girl's picking up the spoon, she intentionally drops the soup on the girl's head and back. And I'm like, it doesn't make sense. And I'll tell you why it make, doesn't make sense to me is because here's a girl. Okay, maybe, maybe she's class uh, snob or something. But that isn't the reason why she's following this girl or, or trying to get this girl's attention. The reason she's trying to follow this girl and get this girl's attention, never mind the fact that she's just too chicken to just ask her on a date, is she wants the girl to like her. So why would you demean someone and do those horrible things with someone when in almost 100% result of that is that girl that you demean will never want to talk to you or speak to you ever again? And so if you're trying to woo someone and win someone's heart or, or, or fancy, you would think they would do nice things and not do pour soup on their head and, and demean them. And, well, this and made me wonder if she was like, – because we've talked about the Cluster B narc personality people before. Yeah, if she had some that. aspect of that because that would explain why she would do that because she covets – the person, but she doesn't treat the person like a person, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I was thinking that too, Sean. I was also thinking maybe it's because she felt that the girl rejected her in, in some other prior scene, whether it was true or not. She, she somehow felt she had been rejected, so this was her way to get revenge. But I don't remember any scene that made me think that she was intentionally rejected or hurt by the Arab girl. So I, I'm thinking it may be something like you said, 
you know, a power thing, uh, maybe specifically cluster B thing, as you mentioned? Well, I also wonder if this is a young person thing where, you know, like how boys will pull girls' hair that they like, stuff like that. But you expect that to be much younger, though. Like, right. These, these, these are grade these, one stuff. Right. No, these, no, these, these are people that could drive, probably, right? Yes, but the example I just gave, yes, it would be. But she still might be thinking not as a mature adult, um, even enough. though she looks like a mature adult. Yeah, no, I get you. No, I get, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, again, I, try I, to understand people is a whole other thing too, right? Oh, absolutely. I I, I dated some girls that were in their mid twenties to late twenties that acted like the most immature people you, you'd ever meet, and and I'm sure I I happened to be that way at times too when I was in my twenties, and and it it you know was dumbfounding to me, uh, but. Yeah, it's like you said, Sean. It's it's hard to understand people. Everybody's different, and some people grow up quicker. Some don't. Some mature. Some never mature. Some yeah. are a cluster B, and some are empathetic and sympathetic. So I, it's, yep. yeah, I, 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 so I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe this girl. Based off of what she did, I, I thought she was a, a, a complete asshole. I mean, there was something wrong. I mean, there was just, I, if I was if I was the Arab girl, I'd never talk to her again. Yeah, I mean, it was her way of flirting, but it seemed a little odd. Um, yeah, the, the spoon worked. I I, I get that. And then, yeah, you know, that that would have worked. Yeah. But yeah, the plate of food that would have irritated me if I was working there. Well, and you could tell the Arab girl was pissed. Right? She gets up and she knew it was done intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She kind of had a mad look on her face. I thought. Yeah, and rightfully so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so yeah, that that was that was pretty pretty awful scene, and it was a weird scene because again, again, it could be like you said, Barrett, just immaturity. But but I would say a hundred percent of the time that the other girl would never talk to her again. And that does not happen. That, that they they do talk to, or well, quote unquote, talk to each other. Because no one talks in this film. Um, I know this is a weird correlation, but yep. that girl, in a way, could be the younger version of the person who was the problem in Allure. Getting the starts. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point for folks who don't know what Sean's talking about. Uh, two episodes ago, uh, the first movie uh, of the LGBTQ theme month that that we're we're, we're doing, uh, the film Allure, starring uh, Evan Rachel Wood, uh, was our first film, and 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 her character, Evan Rachel Wood's character, was uh, to to be polite, was a very interesting character. To be yeah. Interesting. Um, stay away from me, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so, let's see. Where do we want to go next in this film here? Um, also, the, the interesting aspect, too, of, of the Arabic girl is when and where and how she dresses because there's no consistency to it, I feel, because sometimes she's real conservative, then other times... Uh, she's as sexual as you can get, and all of it feels like it's intentional. Meaning, she purposely is dressing conservatively. She's purposely dressing sexy. She's purposely making herself look 
good or she's purposely making herself look modest. And it's not just because she's clueless. So, and and, and I don't I don't think I've ever seen anything like that where someone was everything. They were either one way or the other. I've never seen anything where they would be, especially especially someone that that I guess is doing it for the reason she's doing it. Am I, am I, uh, t- tell me if I'm right. And or for wrong. that young of an age to do that as well, you might be able to do that. Pull it off as you're an adult because you can separate your lives. But for someone who's 16, that seems pretty advanced. Well, you know, you know, we, we've seen 16-year-olds dress certain ways that make them look like they're 27 or, or 37. But I see your point because we're not talking about um, a progressive family here. We're talking about a family that, that is um, based off of what we see in this film anyway, um, is must be uh, somewhat – uh, Islamic uh, faith is is very strong in the family, and so if as an adult, when she's say twenty something, where she's not living with her parents, she could do whatever she pleased, so she could get away with looking one way, you know, uh, uh, liberal versus conservative. While at this age, for her to be able to do that this easily without her parents noticing, unless they just don't give a rat's ass. Which you know seems what I'm saying? odd too, but yeah, which seems odd too, right? I mean, well, usually... not necessarily. If she's like really rich, sometimes those parents let their kids. Well, she's act not rich. More though. adult, right? The, right? the older girl or the no, um, no, no, the, the Arabic girl? girl. The Arabic oh, the Arabic girl. girl. Oh, yeah. right, right. Sorry, then I'm confused. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Uh, but I, I would concur with you, Sean. Yeah, it could be the parents don't care, but again, that that wouldn't fit with someone that would have in other words if they didn't care i don't think any of them would necessarily wear the headdress except maybe at events that are religious themselves for example there's a lot of jewish folk that wear the yarmulke when they go into the temple because you're required to but they never wear the yarmulke any other time of their whole life right um everyone says different religious practice practices the thing i was going to say though is again i've never been a girl so i can't speak to how a girl may think at different ages, especially as a teenager. So anything I'm saying is just coming from my perspective. So I'm not saying I know, but it just this is it this is my sense of it or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it's just an interesting thing I, I felt about that character. Um because I've never seen anything like that at all. And and like you said, Sean, I think the reason that it confuses me is because it just doesn't fit with a family that would be conservative to be, or a family that's liberal and the girl decides to dress conservative. And I can get being someone being rebellious because we've seen all of that a a lot of the time, right? Growing up or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, But it just, in the way that this, the context, again, context of this movie, the context of the story, the way it's presented, it, it doesn't feel natural. If that makes right. sense, right, right. Well, and that's the thing. It doesn't, well, which yeah, part on. doesn't feel natural to you that she's able to go out on her own and do stuff? That she that she dresses both conservative and liberal, and usually a household that does that would either demand conservative all the time, or they wouldn't care at all, and then the person would always dress liberal. And this doesn't well, seem like it's a rebellion. It seems like 
it's just part of her personality. It, it, so it doesn't make sense, is what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know. What do you, yeah, yeah. What's your opinion? I'm not. I'm not sure about that. Um, I mean, oftentimes when you have someone younger in that type of a culture, they will just they don't take it as seriously necessarily, even if their parents are conservative. We're also talking they're in a they're in a big city. It appears. Yeah, they have a lot of mobility. Um, you know, it's kind of like kids in New York. They they get around and do a lot of different things and take off the headdress, whatever. You know, I just – I can see it. Um, that part did not bother me. No, oh, that's a fair point. I mean, again, yeah. this is the good thing of us discussing this stuff, right, because it brings out yeah. different ideas, right? Yeah. Well, and, and I'm not saying it bothered me. I just thought it was something that was – Yeah. Weird, and I put it's something you uh, noticed, right? Yeah, I put quotes around weird, meaning I'm not offended by it or confused about. I, or, well, I'm confused about. It. I, I, it's just curious. It's just a curiosity. That's, that's what I meant. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Um. Now, uh, let's see. What else did we want to talk about? Um. Um. Yeah, one of the things that that really. At first shocked me, but it makes sense, I guess. It is one of the bath scenes when when the two girls are sitting on the opposite walls. And again, this is this is like like a steam bath. This it's not like a. Uh, I mean, it has all everything in it. It's pools and everything. But but this is specifically in the steam bath. And it's just the two girls in there, and they're completely nude, both of them, and they're both just looking at each other. And this is part of where where Sean had obviously his issues because there's there's some some. Uh, the the sexual gaze um, that the director purposely puts in to show that the girls are, are thinking about things, um, and the Caucasian girl opens up her legs, and again you don't see what's between them, but but you see that she opens up her legs, and so the Arab girl can get a peek, um, and I, I and that was an interesting scene. I mean, it makes sense, um, and. It's one of those scenes where the Caucasian girl does it on purpose to obviously make the other girl horny. And yet it's something that she can also get away with by saying, what are you talking about? I wasn't doing it on purpose. What? What? what who? What? Who? What do you mean? You, oh, sorry. I just, so I thought that was an interesting way to show the goods in a sense without – Doing anything that would make it seem weird, because you know, we, you, I mean, we've all—I'm always horrified because I think people still do it when I go to the gym and people are walking around with their their, their um, sausages and 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 golf balls hanging out. Yeah, it's like holy shit. I mean, what is he doing? But people do it. They just do. So it happens. But obviously, this was intentional and for a point, And the Arrow Girl knows this and the Caucasian girl knows it as well even though she can deny it and just say what do you mean I'm just walking around nude um, what do you guys start, think of that scene because the, this is, actually the Arab girl actually gets up eventually and, and leaves um, what was your thoughts on that scene because I thought it was an interesting scene because a form of sexuality was able to be done where no one Nudity was there, where no one could technically be at fault because it's like, what do you expect in a nude steam, uh, steam bath? Thoughts, feelings, anyone? Anyone speak? Just awkward. Just awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Just awkward. 
I get what they're trying to do with the scene, and again, you know, good effort, but just awkward. Well, and I, I think I think you may be right on, Sean, because eventually, like I said, the Arab girl walks out, right? Yep. She gets up and walks out. You know, you, you know. I mean, this was a different type of movie. This was a true midnight movie, even though this could be a midnight movie because it has nudity in it. But a real midnight movie, something different would have happened. You know, there would have been a dream sequence where they start making out or, or something stupid. Uh, but none of that happens. Um, but it at least shows the true intentions um, of what the, the Caucasian girl uh, wants, obviously. Um, and, when oh, yeah. I say wa- and when I say <laughs> wants, I, I, don't, I don't mean just a, a fling, but at least... Oh, she wants a fling at least. What? No, I don't mean. Uh, let me rephrase. A one night yeah. stand. But at least she. She. This is her. This is an opportunity for her to say, "I'm a lesbian." Come hither. I, I like Come you. Hither. Yeah, 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 yeah. Without actually saying I'm a lesbian. Yeah. Because again, we don't know. Because there's no words, no speaking in this film. Whether or not, at first, anyway. Either of them, the, the, or let me phrase that the the Arab girl is is gay or not? Because we we can pretty gen- generally get that the Caucasian is is at least bi, if not gay, and, or a lesbian. And, but but the Arab girl, I mean, you know, anybody can, you know, I, I've had, I've had guys come up to me and hit on me that because you know they thought I was good looking or whatever, and I was like, oh no, I'm not gay, I'm sorry, because you don't know sometimes. I mean, sometimes you know, but sometimes you don't. So in this film here, how do we know? The Arab girl is a lesbian without the Caucasian girl doing something besides going right up to her and say, hey, you want to go on a date? Which we wouldn't have got because they didn't speak. <laughs> that is true. That is true. That is true. Joe, uh, why are you trying to make things so easy for us? Yeah, no kidding, right? Um, well, yeah, maybe, I mean, since she couldn't do that, they had to have, have her open her legs for the girl, I guess. <laughs> I mean, what do you want me to tell you? Uh, maybe she could have done some, flat, like, a fancy towel dance or something. I don't know. But right. it was just, yeah, awkward. Now, now what, what did you guys think of uh, the interesting aspect of how this film here, like a lot of teenage horror films, um, you know, even like Scream, for that matter, the original, um, or or even Charlie Brown, for example, you know, the, the cartoon, you know, you know, Peanuts, where the adults don't exist. <laughs> the parents don't exist in this film, right? We don't we don't meet anybody in the families of either of the girl that we we see their homes. We know that somebody may be in the opposite room because you, you know they want to be quiet sometimes when they're when they're in their bedrooms with each other or whatever, but. We don't. We don't really meet any of them. They're, they're, they don't exist. They're they're ciphers at, at best, and don't exist at, at all at worst. Uh, what, what was your feelings of that? Because again, it's it's just these two girls, and we don't know anything about them except where they live and their. It, it gave me that and, big city feel of, you know, parents are there, but they have a lot of mobility, and that's kind of where I sat on that. What are you talking? Uh, it just, I guess, if you had had some adult in the story, you might have had to have dialogue, or at least it might have made you could have made sense of things better. Whereas, again, it's by not having dialogue, not having the the family, you know, actual interactions, 
you don't really like you're only getting a very small snippet of these people's worlds that they're living in, right? So you can only go by what they give you in that. It's like you don't know their past, you don't know how their interactions are with their family or any of that stuff. So it's just it's it's a very insular way of telling the story. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Now let me ask you this about this scene here. That was another interesting scene I saw um, in the film where we have our the our girl um, dressed up really nice, you know, because she's going to go out to for the weekend or whatever. So um, not not like like um, a, a party that a cocktail party, but but uh, a clubbing a clubbing dress. That's that's what I'm trying to say. So so she looks like you know she's a uh, a twenty something year old in in a dress that you would meet at, at some you know local bar in New York City or Boston or whatever to go out and have fun. And she has her no no headgear on uh, headdress on either. So so her hair is is out and all that stuff. And then we see the Caucasian girl show up with the exact same dress and a wig that is identical to. The Arab girl's hair, because uh, the Arab girl's hair is kind of like curly and bushy, while the kind of frizzy and long, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically, yep. basically, what my hair would look like if I let it grow. Um, and the Caucasian girl has more of a um, bob or, or tomboyish, very uh, bob cut, but but very hip still, even if it's yeah. if it's not not you know long. Yeah, it was uh, a pixie cut. Yeah, Pixie, there you go, thank you. Um, so, what did you guys think of that scene? Because it was weird, I thought. What did, why did she do it? Was she trying to t- do it to be funny, to be, you know, to get her to, the other girls to like her more? Because they were, it looked like, I don't even know if they were planning to meet, or if it was her way to just walk up to the girl and go, look, ha ha, and then they have, a, and that's a way to approach her. Or, was it all symbolic where she wishes she was Arabic? And, and what I mean is, for example, my, my favorite movie of all time, Lawrence of Arabia, um, Lawrence is talking to uh, Anthony Quinn's character, who is, is uh, one of the Arab leaders, and uh, Omar Sharif, who's also one of the Arab leaders. And, and they say, you're one of us. Lawrence, and he goes, but I'm not. And he goes, yes, you, you can be anything you want. And he goes, no, but look. And he pinches his skin. He goes, look, I'm this. I'm not. I'm, I can't be you because, and and no one will allow me to be you. I'm 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 English. And they say, no, you're one of us. You're one of us. And yet, the question is, is does does the the whole movie of that movie? One of the the subplots is does is he really Arabic? And want to be Arabic and be part of that people in that culture, or is he doing it because he loves it, but he knows he has to go back and be what he really was, which is a British soldier and a hero in England and all this other crap. And I'm wondering if she's dressing this way, not just to be funny or to hit on the girl or whatever, but the Caucasian girl is dressing that way because it also could be maybe she doesn't 
like her own self, her own culture. Her, she's uh, what, what's the what's the word they say when you you take someone else's culture? Uh, appropriation. <laughs> appropriation. Appropriate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. What, what do you what do you guys think that scene meant? I, I didn't get it. What, or was it just a dream sequence? I thought it may have even been a dream sequence. I, I didn't get what it. I the whole movie felt like it could be a dream sequence. Yeah. There. Point. Point there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going right. to say that it like if we're going on the track that this. Uh, the Caucasian girl has some kind of cluster B stuff or whatever going or you know going on. Yeah, yeah. Then trying to to assume the other person that you're pursuing yeah. feels really weird. Like it would be weird anyways, but like your intention, like that was not a mistake. You didn't right. accidentally wear the same dress. You wore the same dress and you had your hair a wig that looked exactly like her hair that's right. like that's again creepy <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean if if i'm gonna be an apologist you know to, to be Yo, devil's sure. advocate, i'll say that she's just a young chick and this is she's stupid and, and she thinks this is the way that you hit on people you, you know you do stupid things to hit on people 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 you know leave i, I remember when, when i was a kid um a couple of my friends wanted to go out and and Take pumpkins and and drop them off at girls' um, doorsteps, and it's kind of cute, but adults wouldn't do that. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, it, it, is is this just her being a kid? An adult would definitely do this, but but a kid doesn't. Or or is like you said, Sean? There, there, there's something wrong upstairs, and and most likely cluster B. What do you think, Sean? Uh, Barrett? Because because uh, you haven't. I'm not sure about her being cluster B. Um, I'm not sure. Or just off, if not cluster B. There's something different about her for sure. Um, But it could just be that this one person brings this out of her. Um, And we don't know enough about her to say. Which is Um, fair. Because, you know, we all see someone that we are just like, damn. You know, not that we would stalk them, but... You know, or dress up like them, right? Or dress up like them, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that that dressing up like them does kind of make me question her a little bit more. <laughs> and go ahead. <laughs> well, I was, I was going to add one other thing too because I was just thinking about it when you were talking about that Barrett and what Sean said, and that's the problem with a film that doesn't have dialogue. Yeah. Because because if they had dialogue, we would have known in advance that maybe the Arab girls said I'm wearing this dress, and then the other girl says, "Oh, you know what? I'm going to wear the same dress, and you know what I'll do? I'll wear a wig to to look just like you." And we, and, and then the Arab girl goes, "You can't find a wig that looks like my hair. That's ridiculous." And she goes, "I bet you I could." And then she's at the she, she's at the restaurant or, or the outdoor bar, I should say, and then the girl shows up, the, the Caucasian girl, with the same dress and with the same hair, and they both start laughing, which is what happens in the movie. And you play some comedy music, and it all... Well, no, 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 but my point is, is I'm yeah. not trying to be funny here, Sean, I'm, I'm being serious, which is, which no. is, if we had those scenes, those dialogue scenes, it could have been something like that. It could have but been... But I think the movie you know, wants us not to know that. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's fair, yeah, yeah. 
The other thing is maybe this movie was a movie for telepaths because then you could have read their minds through the story and it would have made it all much clearer. No, I think their intention is for you to not know their intentions. <laughs> yes, well, they did an excellent job of it. Congratulations. Well, yeah, um, I mean, I mean, they most certainly do, did. Well, right? and <laughs> one of the most powerful things about this movie, whether I like dialogue or not, you can get a lot from their glances. Oh, that's true. Yep. And, the, the mannerisms and facial and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, it's very, very powerful. And I think both these actresses do a good job with it. Um, yes. It's just, it's not satisfying for me. Um, it's a storytelling device, right? Right, yeah. I well, need yeah, dialogue. Right. <laughs> well, well, right, right. I mean, because, you know, like the soup incident, right? We we could have found out later in the film, if there was dialogue, the girl could have said, you remember that date night when you, you dropped the soup on me? Did you do that on purpose, and why did you do it? But we, don't, we will never get those scenes in this film. Right. Because... They don't speak, right? So, right. so we just gotta interpret what that whole scene was and why it happened. Just as we have to interpret why the girl had the same dress and was wearing a wig. I, I could get the same dress because you know that's just like, oh my god, I can't. Yeah, the wig, yeah. The same dress. But the wig, that's a hundred percent intentional. That that was like, you know, you, you, people don't do that. So. But its Unless, whole device makes it the art house movie of art house movies, right? I mean, it's yes. You don't get more art house than not having dialogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen a film like this ever, and, and I mean, where there's like no dialogue ever. Yeah, I mean, even Skin and Rink, you had cartoons in the background talking. So, right. Yeah, well, well, and you and you, and you had the children speak and the father speak right. so often and with subtitles. Yeah. You know? Right. It's like even though it's supposed to be English and they're speaking with subtitles, it's like what the fuck. But but this film, yeah, this film here, literally, there's, there's not one word, and 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 it's curious. It's it's a it's a strange device, and it leaves so many things for interpretation and so many things unanswered because of it. And and that's why I figured even if, if this could be a short episode, which uh, some of us actually thought it could be. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of wrong because because it's like because of the interpretation. It's like what 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 was what are our thoughts on certain scenes? Because there isn't dialogue or words to um, I guess fill in the scenes for us. Well, and part of the problem is it becomes almost less memorable because there's no dialogue because it's one long montage of them looking at each other. Yes. And at some point, all of that blurs together. I don't even, I'm, I'm not even sure how this movie ended, honestly, when I think about it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. I'm kind of there with you, Barry. Well, let me ask you this too, about, about how the film was set up because there's placards. Uh, yeah. Labor. Yeah, six or seven. Um, or so, right? Was it listless? Was one? Yeah, listless was another one. Uh, yeah. oh, uh, Langer, Langer, L A N G O U R. Yeah. And then yeah. it went labor. Yeah. And I'm not sure how they all applied necessarily. Um, yeah, so maybe the Langer, because that was one of the earlier scenes, was her languishing in her love of this girl that she's identified as the woman she wants. Well, and then was, the labor is when she starts working towards. Getting that girl in her orbit, I don't know. And the wig. 
Right. Or, or, or was the labor the the, the restaurant scene where working or something? Well, that's part of getting her in her orbit, right? That's all yeah. these little things she does to to kind of pull her in. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and and I don't know. You mentioned a couple there, and I can't remember all of them. But were I can't they all, either. Were, did they all begin with the letter L? It was all L. It was all L. Yeah. Yep. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And actually, I think I do remember. I read that in a, a review that maybe. And again, I don't know if that's intentional, but they are all English. You know, even though this is a Dutch film, um, those those placards are in English. Um, Someone mentioned in the review that maybe that symbolized for the word lesbian. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I think that's a stretch because, you know, the L, yeah, they all begin with the same letter, but none of them have any coronation otherwise, right? But it's, it's not like a stretch, I felt. Uh, but obviously there was a reason the, the director was intentional. There must have there. been there must have been fifteen placards because um, one of the things I found here that's a synopsis it says love like, in fifteen fragments. Oh, all right. Huh. Which is interesting because again, it's, it's the film's only an hour and twenty minutes, so that was that eighty minutes, um, and you have fifteen. So that, that's a placard every. Um, I can't say that Five that minutes is. or something or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's just a synopsis. So yeah, I, yeah. I'm not positive I saw 15, but I yeah. I, I was easily distracted. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'd say 15 at least, but I don't think it was 50. But no, yeah, 15. Yeah, yeah it's well, 11, okay. 15. Well, I thought you said 50. I'm like, oh, my no, God. No, no, 15 really would be a lot. Missing Yeah, 15, 15. <laughs> right, right, 15. Yeah, so so if, uh, let, me, let me do this here because I'm, I'm, I'm uh, lazy. Uh 80 divided by 15 is five, every five minutes, five and a half minutes. So, yeah, that's possible. Um, now, uh, what other scenes did we want to talk about? Um, I, I brought up a bunch of them. Um, you guys must have, have a f- others that were just interesting that you remember, even though, like you said, Barrett, this is a film that kind of may be forgettable because of um, it doesn't have the, the – the words in it, the dialogue. Uh, but there must be certain scenes that I haven't mentioned that, that you guys wanted to bring up. Please, please, please bring some up. Please. I'm sorry. I'm trying to think of – I just – You've brought theater. up most of the really the – really The important ones are important ones, yeah. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of scenes at near the as we neared the end where they were in the bedroom. Um, yes. And they were very strange scenes. They almost seemed cut weird. Um, like there'd be a point where she's sitting on the bed, looking at the girl then she's sitting on the bed and the girl's not there, which is part of the thing that makes it seem dreamlike again. Um, now we could say this is all symbolism. Like she never actually approaches this girl. This is all in her head. Yes. All about how love feels not, you know, not what it actually is. Yeah, (laughs) right. Exactly. It's not, the story isn't actually happening. Happening, it is the the symbolism of love is what the movie is. Um, so those scenes at the end really kind of pull that direction for me. Um, but again, it's it's one long montage of them looking at each other in different locations, interspersed with large shower scenes with them looking at each other. Yeah. Um, and there's one scene where they go running up on a building. Yeah, that's the one where, kind of, where, she, yeah. where she screams. But it anyway, stick, that sticks out. But they 
there's not a lot of scenes that stick out beyond this ephemeral feeling I get from, from watching well, the movie. Well, let's, let's talk about that point, Barrett, which is, is a good thing. And, and a thing occurred to me when you brought it up as well, which is there's two types of parts of this film. There's the scenes where they're just looking at each other, and then there's the scenes where they actually are interacting. Now, some of the scenes where they're interacting may be legit, meaning it actually happens like she pours the soup under her head, though other people in the in the background aren't looking over when it happens. So I'm even thinking that may be a dream sequence. So the, the two scenes are when they're looking at each other, like those scenes are probably most certainly happening because they're not interacting. They're just looking at each other. So uh, like even, even the, the scene where the girl opens her legs in the bath, that freaks the other girl out and she leaves. And and so those scenes all could happen because you could see, like, these girls keep on bumping into each other, obviously intentionally, because the Caucasian girls are following her. Right. And, and so they always are noticing each other. One's obviously noticing her, one, because she's there intentionally because she's following. Another one notices because, well, oh, I just saw this girl somewhere else, so I saw her yesterday. Now I'm seeing her again. So there, she's going to always be looked, too. But then there's all the other scenes when they're actually interacting together, like when they're having fun on the roof or in the bedroom hanging out and laughing and, and stuff. And, again, it's not really sexual in the sense that they're, they're doing lesbian acts of actual right, sexuality. They're just enjoying each other's company. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe none of those things are – maybe none of that's happening. Maybe that's just in the mind of the Caucasian girl where when she sees the girl and staring at her and the girl staring back, those are real. And then when she's living the happiness of being with the girl, whether it was the scene where she's wearing a wig or uh, the scene in the bath, I mean the bedroom, where they're on the bed laughing and then she, a second later, the, the Arab girl's gone. Maybe those scenes don't, never happened. Maybe it's, like you said, it's all just in her head. It's her belief of, or fantasy of a relationship or what she would have if she actually had the guts to approach the girl and the girl happened to be a lesbian because, again, if it's all in her head, that girl may not even be a lesbian at all. So, or, what, or what powers the stalker. <laughs> all these ideas that she has of, with the girl that makes her think it's a real relationship, and it's not. Yeah. Well, I don't I, think that's the intention of the right, movie. No. But, <laughs> but, but you yeah, can easily see that in this movie. Yeah, I, I would I concur. I, I would agree, though, that it's definitely not the intention. It, obviously, the intention is um, the, the a non-threatening um, character study of, of the two girls yep. based off of you know the genre. But yeah, it, I mean, this could most certainly even if if you really wanted to, someone that didn't know anything about this film could interpret it as a stalking film for sure. Um, but we, we obviously know that that isn't a stock. It wasn't made as a stocking film. It was made as a art house lesbian film. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's meant in a, it's supposed to be something that looks like a loving relationship is forming, but yeah, that's how but, I felt. But now I'm, I'm thinking you're right. I'm thinking the Caucasian girl never had any, any, uh, interaction with the Arab girl except the two looking at each other. And it even explains why later in the film, the Arab girl 
would get up and leave and like this is very uncomfortable. This girl is showing me her her uh, goods. I'm out of here. Well, it would also explain why when she's in the bedroom standing in front of her, why she then disappears like instantly. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 most certainly makes sense. That yeah. that that makes no sense while viewing it. What the heck happened? Why, how could someone just disappear like that unless it's all just in her head? And I don't mean it in her head because she's mentally ill, but in her head is like you said, she's dreaming of wow, this is love. This is what I feel. I would love to have. Wish this was true. Type of thing. Yeah, we all do that, right? We all think of daydream about things we want. Yeah, well, I mean, just like like that, like the example of my. Um, Citizen Kane, right? The, the guy says, yeah. you know, there's, there's a girl from 70 years ago or 60 years ago, and I didn't approach her, but I never one day in my entire life don't think of that girl at least one second a day. And I bet we all have something like that in our lives. Not necessarily a girl, but something. Yeah, yeah, and not necessarily just a random encounter. It could have been someone from your past for that for that. Right, matter. yep, yeah. yep. Yeah, so so yeah, that, that's an interesting aspect. That that yeah, maybe this is a a fantasy uh, puppy love thing that never actually happened. And now I'm even wondering and curious that the the spilling of the soup didn't happen either, because again, it, it's a way that she can interact, and it makes sense that it could be real, unlike everything else in the film that when they're interacting, because one if she's being rude, but. There's people in the background that you barely see, you know, they're, they're fuzzy, you know, out of focus, and none of them are looking like, oh, my gosh, did you see what happened? I mean, when someone drops a glass or something at a restaurant, everyone, everyone, everyone looks. looks. <laughs> yeah, right. So, I'm of the belief, though, that she did do it, and I think because it's something that made that girl feel negative towards her mm-hmm. from the look on her face, yep. I think that you're on the right track that – those types of interactions were the real interactions, the ones yeah. that made her feel uncomfortable, the ones where yeah. she left. Um, yeah. Those were the real interactions, and the rest were maybe in the girl's head. Right. Well, it, right, and, and and that scene in the in the bathhouse where she opens her legs to show the goods to the Arab girl, that's late in the movie where they've already interacted a number of times. Yeah, that's I, why it felt odd. Yeah, that's what, and, and for the Arab girl to walk out unless – she had no idea that the other girl was hitting on her, and she just thought the other girl liked her as a friend. It it makes sense why she would walk out, but now I'm thinking, no, that she didn't even have a real interaction with the girl ever, except for the <laughs> negative stuff. And now this girl is suddenly showing me her goods. It's like, this is kind of strange. So yeah. after our conversation now, I'd like to see it again, but I could never watch this film again, unfortunately. <laughs> Because <laughs> now I'm curious what I would see based on what we've talked about. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because now if you rewatch the film and see where scenes are placed, because it's not just what happens. I know it's also where scenes are placed because they yeah. a lot of the scenes feel out of order because it's like ah. oh, I, thought, I thought they knew each other, but now they don't. They act as if they don't know each other. So now I'm thinking maybe. They knew each other because it was in the girl's head or, or her dreams or fantasy of, of being with the girl. And then when they don't know each other, that's the real stuff. And so 
I'm thinking, yeah, maybe maybe you're right. Rewatching this would be curious, but again, yeah, it's like, do you really want to rewatch a film that there's no no talking? Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the, uh, the, both women are, are pretty pretty good looking, but but again, I don't think it's worth uh, spending 80 more minutes of my life to rewatch the film because again, it's it's definitely um, a niche film for sure. Um, well, you own it, so you could easily watch it again. Yeah, well, anybody can because you can just. You watch <laughs> I know, it right but, but you but, own yeah, it. I actually own the property. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, actually, actually, you know what? I, I wonder if there is a some sort of commentary on. It. I didn't. I haven't even bothered uh, looking to see if there is. Let me, let me look. Let's see if I can find it here. Oh, I didn't. I didn't move it. And is uh, it in English or can you? Uh, yeah, it here it English? is. Yeah, that's a question. All right, here it is. I got the disc. Uh. It's uh, so seven, eight minutes. Uh, it does not say. Yeah, I don't think there's anything on it. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, so it's an empty disc except for the movie. Uh, but it does say this. Uh, it does have a, a much better um, uh, synopsis. Uh, first off, Thomas Humphrey from Cine Europe. Cine Europa. Uh, I guess that's a, a news or website or something. A lesbian love affair that is so intense it cannot be experienced lucidly. The most tantric televisual foreplay imaginable. To be honest, that 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 uh, sentence means nothing to me. Um, but but because, because that, the words. That, yeah, that's just right. Right. That's just this is like speak to the layman. <laughs> but anyway, this is the, this is the synopsis of the movie. Uh, in a series of fifteen vignettes, so there you go. Nude is, area, yeah. nude area tells the sensual and seductive story of a forbidden love between two young women living in Amsterdam. Well, that's the problem there, because is it forbidden? We don't even get that sense in in the movie that it's and, forbidden and, in that way. Well, well, and, and is it really a sensual and seductive story, or is it just an imagination? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, then it goes on. Dutch teenager Naomi. Oh, so we do have names. Here we go. Well, uh, he, he, even though we don't say it or, or even even put it on the screen. This is more informative than the movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dutch teenager Naomi hails from posh Amsterdam South. Fama, so that's the other girl's name, is a beautiful Middle Eastern girl from the poor quarters of Amsterdam East. Um, and, and to be honest, uh, that that that's. I like Middle Eastern better than Arabic because, based off of which how she looks, she could be like Iranian or Pakistanian or something too. So I mean, she, she because she doesn't look as Arabic. Uh, she looks. I mean, she could be, but I, I feel she looked more Iranian to be honest. Um, over over the over the and, and again, I'm not sounding silly. I mean, you can tell the difference between a Norwegian and a Greek, right? So, so no hate mail. Um, over the course of one summer, the two play a game of emotional chess while meeting in the nude area of a female-only sauna. Okay, that's that is sauna. That's what. It, yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. And that's it. That's that's what it says. Wow, what movie was I watching? <laughs> <laughs> and how did this guy get this? Where did well, no, no. That's the actual, actual. His quote was separate from what I just read. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his quote's from a, his own review, and then they, in other words, it's one of those blurbs they put on the on the jacket because it's like yeah. Um, but either way, the the point here is that um, this 
synopsis makes it sound like it's mutual and it's real. I'm Which now was conv- not what we got. <laughs> yeah, now I'm convinced it isn't. I'm thinking it is not mutual and it is not real. No. So yeah, that that is that is interesting. And I'm now convinced that the, the Middle Eastern girl is not a lesbian at all. It's it's and, she, and it's only the the um the Dutch girl that that's a lesbian. In other words, because you know you can be a gay person or a lesbian and fantasize about someone that is just some some person you meet you see and you never talk to, or if you do talk to, and just imagine that they're gay and you like them because they're hot or whatever, but they may not be gay, right? Or lesbian. Yeah. So so it could be a lesbian film because one girl is lesbian thinking of a lesbian relationship with another girl who may not even be a lesbian because they may never have interacted and they may not even be hanging out together because it all could be just a fantasy of the lesbian girl. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah, um, it definitely makes the movie more interesting when when you go along that line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, I think I think you you may have found an answer to the whole film, Eric, because you were the one <laughs> you were the one that that kind of brought that up, and it's not yeah. making sense because I say, yeah, the film seems out of order because one moment the the Arab girl is like, who the hell is this girl? Why does she bother me? And then the next moment they're best friends, and then the next moment the Arab girl is like, I don't know who this girl is. Why is she here? And the next moment they're best friends, and it's like, yeah, this doesn't make sense. It's out, it seems out of I order. I thought I was just going crazy. Yeah. Well, and here here's <laughs> another thing: because they're vignettes, vignettes don't have to be in order. That's no, true. Yeah, that's true too. So we don't even know if they're in the proper order. So oh that, God. that makes it even more confusing. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. And the vignettes aren't three o'clock Tuesday. You know, it's, right. it's just no, it's just labor. a word labor. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Okay. Yeah. Do they have a different meaning in Netherlands or we were missing out on or something? But maybe if you're in Germany labor means something mm. different. Well, you know what's funny is that that even though this is a Dutch film uh, and, and partly produced by uh, the Polish government as well, but it's a Dutch film, um, all the written words in the film are English, including the ones that are actually in the movie, not just the, the – Yeah, parts. yeah, it's weird. Yes. Yeah, so I, I was expected thinking, to see subtitles for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but it appears that, that maybe this film – I originally thought maybe that was a, um, you know, an English – language, they're trying to learn English or something like that, and, and they're reading it or writing it or whatever. But now I'm thinking maybe the, the, the film was intentionally like the band The Scorpions um, were were um, doing it for the English audience. The, you know, the film was, was made for a more international audience and not just the Dutch audience. Yeah, I and definitely that, think that's true. Yeah, and that's why the, the placards are in English and things of that nature. Yep. Um, and it being uh, no no uh, speech or um, no subtitles, technically this this film could could work. Uh, anybody could watch this film, to be honest, anywhere in the world. You know, yeah. if we didn't have such a problem with nudity in this country, it wouldn't be a big deal either, because there's not really a lot of major stuff going on in this film, other than a lot yeah. of boob. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Besides, besides some of the those television series on HBO, and even them are becoming more and more recently um, uh, tame, depending on which shows you're watching. You know, it's obviously there's still some that are pretty pretty graphic. Um, cinema in the United States compared to the 80s and 70s, uh, nudity is, is all but gone from uh, cinema, and I think a lot of that is is because of the 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 backlash against the male gaze, to be honest, more than well, I think I think it's more than that actually. I think that well, actors, like, don't, reason, actors don't necessarily want to be in nude scenes, right? Well, well, it, but the reason I said it felt because of the male gaze backlash, even though you may be right, Barrett, and, or it could be both. Is I think because it's like, both. like because yeah, because even even um, uh, Scarlet Witch. You know, her, her outfit is completely different than the comic, uh, where she has a lot of cleavage in the comic. Um, Jasmine, in the live-action version of Aladdin, uh, doesn't show her belly, while in the cartoon, she's wearing, like, a crop top. Um, there's uh, well, Holly Quinn in, in the later that, movies. That's don't. crazy, the crop top being taken out. I mean, we have belly dancers in the world. Come on. Right, right. And... and, and <laughs> um, and then you know Holly Quinn, the, her outfit has slowly been less sexualized as well. And, yeah. But again, again, that's the thing. It's like stupid. I agree with you, but I think it's that's what I'm saying. It's like the backlash to the sexual, the male gaze, or the sexualization of, of women, uh, whatever that means. Because you know you can just go to friggin' Instagram and everybody on Instagram is naked almost. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a, like if, if, if the people who self-exploit themselves, uh, women on. Uh, and social media exploit themselves more uh, than um, cinema does women, if any more, if you know what I'm saying. In other words, in, lo- in other words, uh, people are self-exploiting themselves to make a lot of money, and they do it by absolutely. Yeah, and 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 this 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 is a huge phenomenon now. And yet, when a third party makes something that people consider exploitive, they get pissed. But if you do it yourself, that's all right. You know, it's, it's just weird. The whole thing's just strange. It's it's interesting the backlash um, of of certain things nowadays in the United States and maybe even the world. I, I have no idea. Well, I think it's more of a North American thing. Yeah, I think you could be right. Yeah, North America I mean, is I mean, a strange area nowadays. Like you can have lots of violence, but you can't have any nudity. Right. Well, well, that that was always that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? That, that I think I think that's not necessarily 100 percent accurate because I'll let me explain what I'm saying, Sean. Is that in the United States you can't have the nudity, but you can have the violence. While everywhere else in the world you can have both equally. In other words, there, there's no nudity here, but as the violence is over the top. If you go to if you watch European and, and Asian films. There's a lot of nudity, but the violence is as over the top as what you see yeah, in North America. So this is a North American thing. Yeah, yeah, North America. This is Canada and the states. This because I don't yeah. think Mexico does the same stuff either. So no, no, Mexico, Mexico uh, is crazy violence and crazy nudity as well. Yeah. So this is this is just what we, the brothers of North America, do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, anything else anybody wanted to bring up on this film? Anything? Anyone? I guess uh, I, I can't think of any other other scenes, uh, most likely because um, I, I don't know why I can't remember. But but either way, I got nothing. It appears, uh, Sean, you have nothing. Barrett, you have anything? No, I give you super credit for remembering what you did, Phil. Excellent yeah, yeah. memory. Yeah. What about you, Barrett? You have anything? No, I'm good. 
right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually uh, got a, I got a lot of the scenes I remembered, and, and and it was actually like I thought it would be a lot to talk about just for the fact that of the interpretations. Um. So uh, what we do here on Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews, even though this is a theme month where we talk about lesbian art house films, uh, in other words, dr- mostly dramas and things of that nature, um, um, that, that, that um, some would say is an anomaly, but that's not necessarily true because uh, when I did my spiel of horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrillers, technical, blah, 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 I said foreign language, art house, and the like, so, so we talk about them too. But since we talk about all sorts of things, at this point – uh, we're going to talk about uh, what we've been watching and uh, video games, things that we played, uh, maybe some news that we, we noticed about genre or cinema or whatever. Uh, so we're going to talk about some of that stuff um, right now. Uh, so it may be completely opposite from lesbian art house films, but again, uh, our podcast is a uh, montage of, of many, many topics. Uh, and this is uh, since we're done with the film, and we still have some time left. We'll, we'll talk about uh, what we've been watching and the news and such. Um, so uh, let's start with you, Sean, because I know me and Barrett will we'll talk a little bit about the same thing when it comes to a certain video game. But uh, let's start with you, Sean. What, what do you got? What have you, you been well, watching? What have you been reading? Uh, or anything like that that, that would well, interest the uh, listeners? Looking forward to, because tonight at uh, 1 a.m., the uh, Secret Invasion series drops on Disney Plus, 1 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, uh, which is the series with Nick Fury going after the Skrulls. Yeah, that, that, you had actually suggested that. you actually suggested to do a, a weekly podcast on that, but uh, or, a, or or one episode for the oh series, yeah, yeah, yeah whichever right. works out. But yeah, that's what I'm really excited about. Um, and then I I think uh, what we do in the shadows fifth season is going to be starting up soon too, and I love okay. that show, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I know that uh, the Flash movie came out, and there's been some mixed takes on it. Um, so I'm not sure if I'm going to see it in the theater or not. Um, I saw. Yeah, I know, I know it's it it's it's. I think I read that it it's, it became a quote unquote box office flop. Whether it's a good yes. film or not. Okay. Oh, yeah. Did worse than Black Adam. Right. Well, and, and to be and be honest, I, I don't I don't I don't think this is a fair thing because for a couple of things, one, this film was was an inherited DC film by the new the old old crew that was making the films and they inherited it. And the second thing is um the the lead actor. Um yes, and I, I I'll just I'll just come yeah, right out he has and say his it. issues. I, I well I'll be I'll be less polite and I'll just say he's a fucking scumbag. And Fair and enough. so a lot of people like myself would not see this film just for that it, fact. Right? Because the yeah, only I don't draw I had for it yeah. was Michael Keaton. Sure, sure. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, yeah. Like, and in this movie, I think The Flash has been in development since 2018. Yeah. So this has been a long process. You know, you know, you know what? I, I mean, obviously they're, 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 gonna, they're taking a, a dump on it. I mean, a dive in, in money. But, you know, we, we saw the, um, the last Zack Snyder zombie film, the one where, uh, in Las Vegas in the, in the heist. Yes. Uh, I forget the, the name of it. Army of the Dead. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And there was one character in it. Uh, that was a pretty good actor and whatever comedians I saw um, that had some Me Too problems, and so they reshot all his scenes. And not only did they reshot all his scenes, but they replaced him with a different actor who actually was an actress. And so, and and you would never have known. 
that this even happened. Um, and I know Christopher Plummer uh, replaced Kevin Spacey in a film, and Plummer actually even got an Academy Award nomination for the role that he replaced. And, and again, yep. they did it where where they didn't even have to do a lot of reshoots because they just filmed Christopher Plummer talking and then showed the other actor, uh, I think who may have been Mark Wahlberg, so I can't remember, talking to him by you know cutting to his scene and back and forth. And so you know it can be done. And, and though I know the Flash, he's the lead character, so it may be a little different. But they could have. Uh, there's so many ways they could have explained it. The fact that DC or what is it, Warner Brothers running yep. it? Um, yep. Why they stood behind him of all the people? I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. Because yeah, they had another yeah. a movie that was supposed the Batgirl movie. that yep. was supposed to be a really good movie, and they cut it. No, to I heard. I heard it was terrible. Oh, you yeah. heard? Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, 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 but they, yeah, they can cut. They can cut movies either way, though. You're right. Yeah. But they, they, and why they were so beholden to him, I do not know. Yeah, I mean, it's just a public relations disaster. I, I mean, I, I would have thought that dumping the film or selling it off or 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 just just burying it or even refilming it, even if it costs extra money. That may have, they still may have made some money back because just to recast the film, people would want to see oh this is interesting and, and you know it would be a big news story. Versus, uh, we're a scumbag company that is uh, that actually going to back a scumbag and pretend that yeah. he did nothing wrong. And it's like the no, we, we have, have photos of him punching people and raping people and yeah. grooming people and whatever. But anyway, the thing is, that? they could have got Grant Gustin, who did the who was the Flash in the Arrowverse. Mm-hmm. And he right. was a fine Flash, yeah. and I have no idea why they couldn't have just switched to him. Right, right. And even if they didn't want to use a TV actor, they, they could have used anybody, right? I mean, who cares? You know, why, why would you want to be known to release a film that had a problem individual in it? I mean, I guess this was the same group that uh, was supporting Amber Heard too, right? And so, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe this is yeah. this is track yeah. record for them, I guess. So yeah, it is a shame. The, the whole thing's weird. Um, anything else that you got, Asha? But it was, I think Opp, the Oppenheimer movie I'm looking forward to when it comes out. Yeah, yeah, that, that looks very that interesting. Looks good. So yeah. uh, anything else for me? You you guys got to get on to Diablo Four. Well, well I, I'll t- I'll talk about what I've been watching first. Uh, yeah, so I, I watched. Uh, uh, my uh, kids wanted to see it, so I brought them, and we saw the the live action Little Mermaid film yesterday. Um, and um, it's definitely not necessary because a lot of it is like shot for shot with the cartoon. Um, so it was like okay, um, but I I must admit I did not leave the film pissed or upset or. So at least it was enjoyable um, uh, because I'm not really a fan of these live action remakes of cartoon classics because it's just a money grab. But I, I do have to say my kids liked it and I was not horrified. Uh, it was okay. So um, so it was fun. It was fine. It was entertaining. It was a good time with the family. Uh, and then I've been watching uh, the television series on MGM Plus called From – F R O M starring uh uh what's his name? Henry Perrineau or Harry Perrineau? What's his name? Harold Perrineau. Harold, Harold, that's it, yeah. Uh as one of the leads and uh it's a really great show, really great show. Um I'm I'm worried that it's gonna just go on forever with all the hidden secrets and then they're gonna add 
weirder things and elements, and and we've seen those type of shows go off the, the rail so many times. But at least um, for the first two seasons, because that's all there is uh, with the finale, finale coming out uh, this this Sunday um, for season two, um, it's a really good show, um, really good show. Uh, and uh, I would highly recommend people check it out if you like horror um, and science fiction type um, television series. Um and it's, it's kind of it's by the same people that did Lost, so it has elements of that without a lot of the flashbacks, uh, which is which is good because um, um, it stays quote unquote in in the present a lot, which is which is which is, makes it I feel uh, not uh, recycled from what Lost did. Uh, so yeah, uh, I recommend there. Um, and then, uh, and then I've been playing a lot of Diablo, even though the last four days I, I have not played it, because uh, I was getting a little bit Diabloed out. Um, but I'll, I'll pass Diablo over to, to Barrett, because Barrett is, is, um, even bigger into Diablo than me, because, uh, um, he actually was able to, to do some stuff, test runs on it and stuff, even before it was released. But, Barrett, uh, what do you got besides uh, uh, stuff that you watched, including from uh, your your informa- your opinion on, on the Diablo t- uh, video game and things of that nature? Yeah, um, started watching From, made it through the first season. We're into the next season. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I am, like you, afraid that it'll go the route of loss, but I'm going to reserve judgment for now. Right now there's some really cool things happening, so I'm enjoying it. Um, and hopefully that continues to the end of season two. Um, and yeah, I'm spending way too much time playing Diablo four. Um, <laughs> I think, um, I think I hit level 67 so far and I've finished a lot of different things. Um, so I'm kind of turning towards the end game of it. Um, the, the grind part of it. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, and they're going to have seasons that are coming up. Um, yeah, now Diablo 3, and I hear Diablo 4 is going to be the same way. You start new characters for each season. So we'll see how that works. Because leveling to 100 in a season seems kind of difficult from what I'm looking at right now. Because they say from level 85 to 100, there's, you need to get more experience than you had to get for the first 85 levels. So, oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're halfway at 85. So that's kind of scary when you think about it. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how it works out. Um, they're still making a lot of changes to the game. They're doing a lot of updates. Um, I'm having a good time with it. Uh, at at some point, I will slow down and probably not be as excited about it. But right now, I'm still enjoying the game. Right, sounds good. Uh, anything else, Barrett? Did you want to bring up? No, that was pretty much it because I'm spending all my time on Diablo. <laughs> all right, sounds good. Uh, all right, so uh, that's pretty much our uh, news and, and what we've been watching and things of that nature. Uh, so I guess we can get into our, our final thoughts on this film here. But before we do, uh, uh, Barrett, what's that other podcast that me, you, Mike, and co-host uh, Eric uh, do weekly? That is the Dark Discussions podcast, where we focus on horror. Um, we can go outside those bounds a little bit. Um, the four of us, you know, talk about what we're going to watch, and it's kind of um, a little more limited than, say, Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. Um, 
things that don't go on dark discussions often make it to other podcasts like this one and another one you do with Eric and Mike. So, All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, that other one that I do with Eric and Mike is called Cinema a la carte. Uh, that's a, a podcast that um, happened because uh, the joke was uh, one of the Mission Impossible films came out and I just said, hey, let's do that. I, I mean, I'm not a real big fan of the Mission Impossible films, but I said, hey, let's do that as an episode of Dark Discussions. Anybody want to do it? And we had a debate whether or not that fit as a Dark Discussions. And I said, well, they were trying to blow up the world in that movie, so isn't that dark? And uh, Eric was, said, no, no, it, it, it should be more like thriller, horror type stuff, not, you know, that action, James Bond type stuff. Uh, so Eric out of the blue suggested to do a side podcast uh, that we could do films like Mission Impossible, which we actually have not done yet, uh, and who knows if we ever will. But basically what it is is uh, the three co-hosts each month, uh, we pick a different film where we do a rotating between co-hosts to pick a film. So Eric, and then Mike, then Phil, and then Eric, then Mike, then Phil, and, then, and so on and so forth. And uh, so we've done a number of different films, such as um, thrillers like A History of Violence and Collateral, uh, dramas like Starlet, and Western, uh, uh, um, uh, what was it called? Uh, Hunters? Uh, it was it was a Christian Bill one. I, I think it's Hostels, right? Hostels, that's it. Yeah, Hostels. We did that one. Uh, we, yeah, Sean Baker's Starlet. We did the Disney Pixar film Inside Out. We did uh, science fiction films like Flash Gordon. Um, we did uh, The Throw of the Game. So, so it's, a, it's a mix and match of films that we, we one of the co-hosts want to talk about uh, that not necessarily, though could fit, but not necessarily fit on dark discussions and just happen to be picked by one of the co-hosts before it. Um, they do make dark discussions if, for example, they, they did qualify. Um, now, uh, Sean, uh, me, you... And uh, Barrett uh, and Mike have uh, done three podcasts, uh, television series podcasts, in the last uh, five or six months. Uh, what, what were all those three called? So, yes, the most recent one was a Rise of the Cordyceps Infected, a Last of Us podcast, where we followed Last of Us weekly. Uh, and as mentioned before, needed more Cordyceps Infected in it. Uh, the one previous to that was a Destination of Dragons, House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones podcast, which was very, very good. And then we had the one that was different from the, those prior two in the uh, She-Hulk Avenger of the Law, a She-Hulk Marvel podcast. That's right, that's right. So uh, all those podcasts we just mentioned uh, can be found on darkdiscussions.com. Uh, they all can also be found wherever dark discussions, or let me phrase, wherever podcasts are found. Um, and also the Dark Discussions podcast feed actually has uh, the feed, uh, actually uh, includes all those podcasts because uh, any any podcast that one of your co-hosts on this podcast appears on usually gets um, thrown into that feed too, even if the Dark Discussions podcast itself is the main podcast on that feed. Um, so even this podcast, Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews, will appear on that feed. Um, but I do recommend for some of the older podcasts that Sean mentioned, for example, the television series, uh, it may be easier to just... Uh, go to the specific podcast feed for those TV shows because uh, you won't have to um, scroll through and find the episodes because, uh, for example, the She-Hulk episode will, will be all She-Hulk episodes and so on and so forth. 
Um, all right. So uh, that's pretty much here. So let's give our final thoughts on this movie here. So let's start with you, Sean. Uh, again, not a huge fan of it. I think I was more of a fan of the discussion we had about it than I was of the actual <laughs> film. Uh, I will say the film was shot very nicely. There's uh, no um, insult in that regard. I think the actresses did the best they could with no dialogue um, and relying only on facial expressions and uh, body language. So give them credit. But yeah, this was this was very very art house. And if you're not very very into the art house, this may not be your movie. All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, yeah, it was an interesting film. Um, uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of things to interpret. Um, if you folks decide to watch it um, and have listened to this podcast, um, definitely watch it uh, as Barrett suggested. Uh, if he said, you know, he said if he ever watched this film again, he would he would watch it uh, to see. Um, if you can tell if there are dream sequences and if scenes are actually real or just in the imagination of one of the characters. Uh, so that's one way to take it out, a look at it. But again, um, it's definitely uh, a good film, but it's definitely a niche film and not necessary for everybody, even fans of uh, lesbian art house films, because uh, this is art house to the extreme. Um, so uh, just just uh, keep that in mind if you decide to see this film. But uh, as a film itself, it, it, it is well done and uh, well acted and, and, and good. It's just that um, it's not for everybody. I was going to be Bert. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said, Phil. Um, it's, I think it's a good movie. Um, but it is, for me, a watch once and I'm done. Uh, I'm not big on no dialogue movies. Um, it's got a lot of things that I think some people, certain people, would like a lot. But for a lot of other people, I think it would turn them off. And it's just one of those films, you know. I think it's an either love it or hate it, and you have to go off that basis. Um, just be prepared if you're going to if you're going to watch it that there is no dialogue. Um, it's definitely you're going to be thinking a lot. <laughs> so be prepared for that. All right, sounds good. So uh, once again, this film is called Nude Area, N-U-D-E, Area, um, probably um, uh, in reference to the sauna. Um, uh, the film stars uh, Sammy Boonstra, uh, as Naomi and Aman Haman as Fama. Again, we got that off the, the disc jacket of the CD because even uh, IMDb... Oh, no, actually, IMDb has their names, Naomi and Fama. But you don't get it from the movie. If you watch the movie, they, they, don't, you can't, they don't say their names. You just don't know. Um, the film is uh, directed by Urzula Antoniak and also written by her. Uh, so this is uh, a female written and directed film. Uh, so any of the, the nudity, and the, there, there's some amount of nudity um, in the gaze that we see. It's, it's through the perspective of um, this artist, uh, not through uh, typical B-movie madness um, exploitation. Um, the film is available readily uh, on disc. You can find it uh, anywhere discs are found. Right now, uh, you can look right on Amazon. It'll pop up. Uh, and also, if you did want to watch it VOD, um, 
there was only one place that uh, myself, Barrett, and uh, Sean would be able to watch it, at least in the North American theater of things, including specifically meaning Canada and the United States, and that was Plex. Plex uh, is a, a station similar to uh, Tubi, um, where it has a bunch of movies and uh, it's free. Uh, and as a result, there's um, commercials every so often. Uh, not too, not too bad though. Uh, the amount of commercials and, and you can't beat free. Um, and uh, that's the only other place you can watch it, at least right now. Um, besides disc. Uh, so uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, third film in our lesbian art house. Um, Pride Month extravaganza spectacular on Halloween boutique psychotronic reviews. So, with all that stated, Barrett, why don't you let us know? Thanks again for joining us. Join us next week, uh, the last week of Pride Month, uh, when we have another movie to uh, talk over.